Wooly bully. No, that's I mean, simple. <laughs> come on. Listen, you definitely got to isolate that audio, DJ Tony, and put that as the next one, the next show. Wooly bully. Ready? One, two, three. Wooly bully. Anyways. Um, <laughs> let me ask you real quick, DJ Tony, how was your viewing pleasure of this particular show? Did you watch it on ESPN Plus Live, or did you uh, catch it uh, later in the day? I always watch it live, Proteus, as long as it's not at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm live oh. and unedited, just like we are. By the way, because we are your home for free, unedited combat knowledge. We love free, unedited combat knowledge. Gratis. No one gets yes, it? Yes, we definitely okay. do. You know Viewers, free, that would be an F. Unedited <laughs> would be a U. You guys get it. I get it. Fun. ¿Qué pasó con los crickets? <laughs> yeah, okay. We, is there any chance For we can sure move on crickets. to Marco right now? Is everybody okay with that? Is everybody okay if we move on to the star of the show? Great. Yes. And coming at us, sí, pues claro sí. Hey, if you're going to sneeze, can you get out the room, please? One, two, if I'm gonna three. Sneeze? I was a, a Donald Trump joke. Come on, man. Come on. Oh. Just joking. Okay. This is a mess. All right. One, two, <laughs> three. Coming at us. Deep from the heart of Texas. It's Marco from Waco, brother. Boom, boom. Marco from Waco, brother. Just for the record, I do not give a free and edit combat knowledge. <laughs> I just to keep ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa, Vatos? ¿Cómo le va? ¡Viva la raza! This, ¿Verdad que sí? ¡Órale! This show is sponsored by television. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Enough of the shenanigans and let's talk some MMA. Hey. Yes, sir. Let's Tony. go ahead and get down to it. Tony, do me a favor. Reset me that email because I cannot find the stupid card of my email box. I just did, Marco. I just did literally okay. about two minutes ago. You should have that right now. I'll resend it again. Hit it. I found it. Found it. Three, two, one. To the featherweight division we go. Yair, I love fighting in Mexico City. Rodriguez, now that the UFC doesn't want to cut me anymore, against your boy. Jeremy, I'm going to show up early and get acclimated to this really high altitude. Stevens, that's right, we call him the little heathen. Let me guys, guys, are you still there? Is everybody still there? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, let me go it. ahead and let me go ahead and uh, give you guys the odds and also uh, their fighting acumen. Uh, here we go. You're gonna want to redo all of that, DJ Tony. It sounds terrible. Uh, number seven, Yair Rodriguez. Number seven, Yair Rodriguez against number eight, as I mentioned, Little Heathen, Pantera. El Pantera versus Little Heathen. Uh, El Pantera is 12-2-0. Oh. 
little heathen coming at us at a 28-16-0, guys. El Pantera is going to have a little bit of the height advantage in this one. Looks like everything else is almost identical. Let me give you the odds real quick, Marco, before we get into it. Jeremy Stevens uh, at a minus 115. Wow, what a shock right now. This is live odds from five dimes. Against Yair Rodriguez at a minus 105. Good God, Marco. Make some sense of these odds for us. What you got, brother? Main event. Look, this is a really good main event, man. They're very close odds. Uh, oddly enough, uh, Jeremy Stevens is not unfamiliar with Mexico City. He fought there a couple of times, and he has been winning there. So yeah, let's, let's not uh, let's not uh, sell this short. Uh, no. This is a measuring measuring stake for freaking uh, El Pantera, man, for Jay Rodriguez, because you know he's been you know a lot of hype, uh, a lot of flashy moves. But let's be honest, man, on his last fight, he was one second away from losing that fight because the Korean Summit was kicking. Indeed. Yeah. And then he got the elbow from hell, and, you know, props for, to him for pulling it off. But if that elbow didn't happen, he, he would have been a two-fight losing streak because he, fought, he lost to Frank Yeager prior to that. And we know the story of him getting caught and coming back and all this stuff. You know, that is my managerial style. got nothing to do with the, the fighting style. Like the kid is good. And, and the perfect measure on the streak is to know where you are if you belong in the elite. Is Jeremy Steven. Because Jeremy Steven, he's never going to be a champion, but he is the, the, the gatekeeper to the stars. If you can be Jeremy Steven, you belong on the top 10, the top, top 5. You know, that is who you are. You, you get better fights after that. Uh, it's not like they haven't been trying to get uh, Jair Rodriguez high profile fights. I mean, he Japan. Everybody with Japan is an but you know. They gave him a name. Then they, they gave him Frankie Edgar and it happened what happens on the Korean zombie and he got lucky at that one but this is the fight where the, the, the USC is trying to find out are you what we think you can be for the Mexican market because they need a Mexican star let's not let's not be fools about that that's why he's headlining this card uh, I'm picking Jair Rodriguez giving him the slightest just because of the home field advantage and then even though Jeremy Stephen went there to acclimatize himself Jair lives in freaking Mexico man come on and uh his whole life has been an altitude and shit. And I think that the kid is not going to want to look bad in front of his home, his home countrymen, countrywomen. It's his fans, you know. Uh, it's going to be exciting. We, we, we know that he can take a, a punch, you know. Korean Summit or everyone by the kitchen think I am, and he was able to handle it. Uh, I think it's going to be something flashy, man. The, the, the kid is uh, got a, a knack for the flashiness. Uh, somewhere on the third or fourth round where Jeremy Steven always gets in trouble, uh, uh, Jair is going to be able to catch him with something and get the TKO. So give me Jair Rodriguez with a late four-round TKO. Okay. TKO in the fourth for Marco Pammy. Uh, you heard what Marco mm-hmm. had to say. And oh, my God, I, mean, I this did not one... make a decision. I did not make a decision this time. <laughs> I know, right? What? I was going to say Milano. something. I was going... <laughs> Go ahead, Pam. Okay. Yair El Pantera, Pantera, Pantera Rodriguez. This is Jeremy Stevens. Uh, this is going to be quite, I think this is going to be a really, really, really fun fight. Uh, both of these guys are have a 71-inch reach, uh, uh, Yair being 6'3", 
the taller one by two inches, uh, Taekwondo, black belt. Boxing, Muay Thai, wrestling, um, great cardio, great hair, uh, versus Jeremy Stevens, uh, jiu-jitsu striking. I think the one thing that I have an issue about Jeremy Stevens is I agree with Marco that if you can beat him, then that's kind of like, like you know, like your Red Rover, Red Rover, send whomever right over. And if he can break through that, then um, he's he's basically um, made his uh, amends with uh, Dana. But uh, I think what happens with Jeremy Stevens, I think that he gets kind of tunnel vision and goes for that just knockout, that you know, that straight knockout, that, that he's not kind of paying attention to what else is going around. And Yair, that dude is crazy. He's like one of those, like, those bending things that you see at the auto places, you know, that are all moving all different kinds of funky ways. That's what Yair does. You don't know where his punches are coming from. A leg kick is going to come from something you, you don't know. He's that good. He's like, what, he does like matrix moves, man. That dude is crazy. But um, both of these guys have losses to Frankie Edgar. I don't know if you all knew that, but. I am going with Yair, and I think it's going to be a fourth-round TKO as well. I, I, don't, I, I think he's going to be a little bit more acclimated to the uh, altitude than Jeremy, even though Jeremy's been there before and he got there early. I, I think Yair is just going to be probably maybe the fresher fighter and uh, fourth-round TKO for me. Oh, same as Marco. Hey, uh, can you? I don't understand your uh, your uh, what you 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 you, com- you compared it to being at the auto mechanic. I don't understand what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, no, you know those you know those little not the auto mechanic like an auto like a where they sell cars. You know those little air things that they look like a spaghetti noodle and they're like flopping around all over the place. Oh, it's, okay, yeah. You know all what right. I'm talking. Okay. And they get sure. all like funky, bendy, and stuff like that. They bend in all these different funky positions. That's what Yair does, yeah. and he's like he does all these crazy matrix moves. I don't know what those okay. things are called. Anybody know what they're called? No, it doesn't matter, out? Red. I think I think we... <laughs> hashtag Spanish word of the day. <laughs> those chingaderas, you know. That's your yeah. word for today. I think we can all figure that one out now that you explained it. I didn't know what you were saying in the first place, but I got it now. Okay, DJ Tony, um, listen, you listened to what Marco said. You listened to what Pam said. I mean, this one is – Mexico City is is definitely high on the list of taking down people who have cardio. Uh, I let's Let's bring in Cain Velasquez into this one. I mean, that's why we have the fucking – meme that says sea level cane um so uh, this one's a tough one no matter where you're at man i in my opinion what are your thoughts dj tony mira uh proteus lo que estaba pensando primero era que yo pensaba que yair iba a ganar y le iba wrong wrong show sorry let me start this again i apologize i'm just keep going okay listen I mean, what I initially thought is just like Pam and and uh, and and uh, Marco did, right? Initially, and you guys know this, right? So I grew up. Obviously, I wasn't alive when when Bruce Lee was alive. At least I don't think I was. But I was always a Bruce Lee fan. That's why I got into initially to the karate. That's why I got into the kickboxing. Actually, that was more 
Jean-Claude Van Damme. But that's why I got into it because I love the kicking. So I love those fighters, right? The the Jeremy, sorry, not the Jeremy Stevens, the Yair Rodriguez's, the Leoto Machidas, right? Those, you know, the Uriah Halls. Those are my favorite fighters because that's what I grew up loving. However, that does not translate well in MMA. I'm going to give you a flashback that you guys are going to concur with. I'm pretty sure. Do you guys remember Cody, uh, not Cody Garbrandt. Yeah, Cody Garbrandt versus Thomas Almeida. Do you guys remember that fight? No. All right. Very similar, right? So Thomas Almeida basically more into the Michelle Pejea type of thing of just, you know, all flash, maybe a little bit of over flash versus the actual fundamentals of the game. That's what Thomas Almeida is, is, is like, right? He'd rather throw a showtime kick and get hit twice in the face as opposed to, you know, keeping your hands up and doing all the fundamentals. That's who Yair is, you guys. Like Pam said, he's not going to be able to throw those low kicks like he always does, but he's going to swing for the fences. And I think he's going to find Yair's chin. So I'm going with Jeremy Stevens, second round TKO over the highly touted Yair Rodriguez. All right, guys. So let, let me get way in here, guys, because I think everybody brought up good points. Everybody's, you know, looking into this thing uh, the way they should. But here's the thing. First of all, Pam, I think that you're mm-hmm. racist against Jeremy Stevens' hair because, of course, you just said that, you know, of course, <laughs> Yair Rodriguez has great hair. So I bet you Jeremy Stevens this, doesn't even know what Tres Flores is. I bet you he does because he's got uh, a lot of Spanish uh, ties. So I'm sure he knows he's what's me- going he down. He's a Mexican mother. Yeah. Oh, Jeremy. <laughs> Oh, here we go. See, now we're beeping like we're backing up like we're a truck. Beep, beep, beep. Anyways, can I get to my pick? You can't? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Love you, Pammy. Love you, Marco. Okay, guys, so listen. I think that Jeremy Stevens is taking this one seriously. I think that, you know, Jeremy Stevens has been in the game a minute, maybe a minute and a half, maybe two minutes. Uh, and he's really looking to, to, you know, make a statement. And, yes, like you guys just said a re- a earlier on, this is a big fight for Yair. You remember I, I, I brought it up earlier just quickly as you guys before I, I brought in Marco. But the UFC had a, a you know, a, a we're going to fire you, Roger, uh, Yair, because you don't want to take the fight that we want you to take minute with Yair Rodriguez. Now they've put him on the main event in this uh, fight night card in Mexico city, because yeah, like you said, Pammy, they need a star just like you said as well, Marco, they need a star. And I, I assume that's why the co-main event is exactly what it is too, but we'll get to that in a second. Jeremy Stevens has been there uh, for a number of weeks. This reminds me of when, um, like I said, we had the Cain Velasquez fight in Mexico. First fight oh, night uh, fight. Yeah, against Fabricio. I was, I, was, I was just trying to set it up. First fight on Fox against Fabricio, and Fabricio took it to town, you know, because Fabricio had been training up in the altitude. Look, guys, I think there's something very, very vital about showing up and showing up uh, on time. I heard that Sergio Pettis is, came in on, like, Tuesday, so yesterday. Uh, dude, not great. Uh, the elevation will kick your ass in in this particular fight. 
Um, I'm going to take Jeremy Stevens as well. DJ Tony, I'm going to ride with you. Um, I think that Stevens putting in this extra time at the elevation, and of course, we know that he can knock anybody's head off. And yes, Ella Pantera is um, one of the best and most creative up-and-coming guys in this particular division. But I just think Jeremy Stevens has got this one. Uh, he's got his number. I think he's going to be able to get to Yair's chin. I think he's if, if he can not just throw those big haymakers all the time, like we had been saying, Marco, that Jeremy Stevens is very apt to do. Uh, if he can control himself and, and treat this as the fight that it is, that it's very serious. I think that Jeremy Stevens can take this one down. I think he's going to take it down um, second round uh, KO. Thank you. You're welcome. Is it really a half bean? Pardon? Is this mother really? I call my kids half beans. So is he really a half bean? I don't know what you're saying right now. I can hardly understand. I don't. Anything. I don't know what she's saying either. You sound muffled. What I are know, you saying, I Tammy? Oh, I don't know why. I think I was holding my. I don't know. I said, "Is he really a half bean? Do you know what a half bean is?" Oh, like a, no a half clue. Mexican? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's definitely oh, a half Mexican. Stevens. Thank you very much. Yet another yeah, Jeremy racist Stevens comment from Pam. Is, <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> Stevens. That's what I call my is, kids. Half bean. Jeremy Stevens' mother is Mexican. He's married to a Mexican uh, uh, wife as well. And Yair Rodriguez, by the way, hasn't lived in Mexico for about six months. He's living in California. So there goes to show you. Exactly. That, is, that was part of Mexico, so it still counts. Uh, I see. Here we go. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and move to the women's straw weight division, of course. Former champion Carla Esparza versus up-and-coming, uh, or maybe, perhaps, future champ Alexa Grosso. Let me get, give you guys um, their particulars. Please just hold one moment. Let's give you guys the odds on this one. Uh, Alexa Grosso at a minus 125. Carla Esparza at a plus 105. Marco, so again... Very tight odds on this one. So, Pammy, um, let, yep. let me just give you the record, and then I'll throw to you, uh, and then you can take it from there. Um, Carla Sparza, number eight, versus number nine, Alexis, uh, Alexa Grosso. Uh, the Cookie Monster coming at us at a record of 14-6-0 against Alexa Grosso, 10-2. Of course, mm-hmm. Pam, we have brought up on this show many times that I think the UFC is trying to, as we also said uh, it, with the main event with Rodriguez, um, they would love, the UFC would love for Alexa Grasso to be a huge star for them in Mexico. Of course, that is her home country. Uh, of course, Pammy, Alexa Grasso yep. will have the height advantage, uh, and everything is not really identical, but we'll throw to you. What you got here in the co-main event? Okay, apparently these either of these girls don't have a reach because I couldn't find it. But yeah. um, oh, I'll give it to I, you right I, you now. Know, Are you ready? Carla Esparza, uh-huh. Carla Esparza, Carla Esparza has a 63-inch reach. Alexa Grasso at 
inches, according to the okay. UFC.ca website. Okay. Um, I agree with what you said, that they're trying to make her a, a big star. I mean, you look at her. She's, you know, she's beautiful. She's charming. She's a cute little girl. Um, young. Um, rec- great record, 11-2. and two. But what I'm looking at is her fight resume. Her last KO was 2014. She and both Carla are decisionators. Carla, you're looking at Carla with three KOs, four subs, seven decisions. Um, Alexa, four KOs and seven decisions. So that makes them decisionators. Um, I think that, that even though uh, Alexa has the height advantage, has the reach advantage, uh, boxing, BJJ, Carla's got that great wrestling background. Uh, she's a uh, brown belt in uh, jiu-jitsu. And I think that her fight resume is a whole lot better. I think she has more experience. I'm going with, I'm actually picking Carla with the third round uh, submission. Okay. Marco, let's throw to you. What do you got going on here in the Comian event, brother? Ah, man. I hate to disagree with Pam uh, here. But, uh, well, okay. Carla starts even though she was the inaugural champ. You know, we have seen her struggle against a good strikers, man. And uh, if Alexa Grasso has polished up her takedown defense, kind of starts herself for, uh, down for a long night, a long three rounds. I, I seem to turn to build freaking uh, contenders for John Whaley. Because, you know, John Whaley is an outstanding striker, and Alexa Grasso is more tailor-made for that kind of a matchup. Carla, at number eight, you know, she has been sleeping on the rankings ever since she won the title. Uh, she's, she's like like Jai Rodriguez. She's the perennial gatekeeper in the strawweight division. She's never going to contend again for another title. I mean, I'm sorry, Carla, because there is way better fighters on on top of the division that will you know school you. She, she, she her fighting hasn't progressed, man, and uh, she relies too much on her wrestling. And when that doesn't work, she doesn't find answers. Um, I'm going to ride with Alexa Grasso. Like uh, Pammy was saying, they are both decisionators. But uh, Alexa Grasso is really good at putting combinations together. If she keeps her at distance, she's going to jab the shadow of Carlos Parza and get a take at a straight 30-27. So give me Alexa Grasso on the, on the cards at 30-27 during the decision. I'm back to format. You got a decision again. Yay! Yeah, okay, DJ Tony, <laughs> uh, let's throw to you, brother, because, uh, you know, as Marco just mentioned, he's uh, going with his decisionator title. Uh, what do you think here, brother? Do you think that Carla Esparza is improving, or do you think that uh, Alexa Grasso also is improving? Because that's kind of the knock that we have had against Alexa Grasso in the past, DJ Tony, you and I, that perhaps she's been put on this stage a little early. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, bro. I mean, she's been on her, put on the stage early and often. And like Pam said, she's pretty. She's very likable. I think probably the only bigger fan than I am of Alexa Grosso is probably Buffalo Blue and Grosso bandwagon. Here's the problem though, guys. And if you know anything about Team Lobo, they're a boxing gym. I mean, they're now a full-fledged MMA gym, but they're basically a boxing gym. And if you look at their fighters, and the only fighters we can go off are the fighters that I know of, Pam's right. There's no doubt about it. Carlos Farza's game has not reached to to the level of everybody else's in that division. And frankly, I think it was just the right time and the right place when she won the title. And keep in mind, she did it against a very, very green Rose Namajunas. 
Alexa Grosso, you guys, look at her losses. She struggled against wrestlers. And certainly Esparza is not at the level of Suarez, but it's a lot better than Alexa Grosso. So love Alexa Grosso. I think she has a lot of potential. I think she's going to get taken down and taken down often. Marco's right. Decision, 30-27 all across the board, and it's going to be Esparza. Ooh, distinction. Hey, you know, he, him and him and George St. Pierre, they got the, uh, abducted together, Bonco. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, so guys, I think, I think again, the the altitude is going to take uh, its toll on both fighters in this particular fight. I think, like uh, Pam and DJ Tony, uh, you have said, I think the wrestler is going to be able to take over here. Again, I think it's a lot of pressure on Grosso, and if Grosso is able to get this one done, yeah, guys, she's beat a former champion. She deserves uh, in her home uh, country. You know, if she gets that win, she deserves to um, move forward and, and maybe get into the um, the talk about who is next for the champion. But, I mean, it's it's all kind of muddy water yeah, right well, now in a lot of divisions. Yeah, I know, but it's kind of, like I was saying, Marco, it's just kind of muddy waters in most divisions right now. You know, who's next? Is, is it is it, is it going to uh, – anyways, is Nami Yunus going to come back? Is JJ going to get it? We, we don't know what's actually going to happen for Lee. Uh, so, again, it's muddy waters. I digress. I'm going to take Carla. I'm going to take the fact that she is used to grinding and she's going to be able to take that wrestling game um, to Grosso. Uh, again, Grosso has not really shown me anything in the past couple of fights um, that she is able to go against a wrestler as strong as Grosso is and or as Esparza is, my apologies. And I think uh, Carla is going gonna, is gonna to teach her a lesson, and maybe, you know, Grasso is going to be able to learn from that. I think the crowd is going to definitely be behind Grasso because, of course, her home country. Uh, but I think Carla is going to be able to get it done. Uh, guys, I'm going to take Carla in the second round. Uh, I'm going to take her by TKO. Wow. And alone in an island. Alone in an island. What? Yeah, you are definitely alone on an island, brother. You've been there before, uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, so, ladies Proteus, and gentlemen, the story Pro- Proteus, I yep. didn't get a chance to do yep. this. Sorry, guys. I didn't get a chance to do this, guys, and, and so my apologies because I was abducted, uh, abducted by uh, GSP. Shout out to GSP. But, you know, if we're going to talk about his grasso, guys. We, we got to play it. Sorry. She deserves it. Shout out to Team Lobo and Alexa Grasso. What up, Perv? Well, I do thank you for cueing the music. Thank you very much, DJ Tony. Um, let's go ahead and throw to everyone's favorite segment of the show. Hashtag Spotlight Part of the Night. DJ Tony, <laughs> let's start with you. DJ Tony, let's start with you on uh, Spotlight Fight of the Night because uh, you're the reason this is continuing on. I didn't think that this hard was as deep as you did, but what's your Spotlight Fight of the Night, brother? It should go without saying, but listen, I'm a big Team Lobo fan. I really am. I'm not joking. I, I think I do like what they're doing in terms of trying to create something there. Um, I got to go with Alrini Aldana, you guys. Irene Aldana... Um, I think has all the athletic tools 
to be something in this. She started late in her career in MMA, and certainly she's more of a boxer than she is anything, but she submitted uh, Betch, which wasn't bad. I thought actually she beat Rocky, but I'm going with, uh, with Irene Aldana, who if you really look at her, guys, except for her fight with Tanya Evinger, where she was on antibiotics because she was really ill, She's been competitive in every single fight. I thought she beat Caitlin Chukagian. She actually was in a big brawl with Leslie Smith that I saw in person, UFC on Fox in Sacramento. So shout out to Sacramento, Sacramento. But um, yeah, Irene Aldana for sure fighting a relative newcomer in Vanessa Mello. This should be a good fight, you guys. You know what? I'm going to take uh, Irene Aldana finally living up to her full potential, meaning in Mexico City where they put her before. So I'm taking her with a early third-round TK over, over the Bailey, actually a very solid fighter in Vanessa Mello. You said newcomer, though, so that's right. I mean, I mean, the notable name there is Aldana, right? So uh, good luck to her in that particular fight. Thank you, DJ Tony. Um, I'm going to go uh, – Marco, were you saying pick me, pick me? Is that, was, it, was that you? Pick me, pick me. Yeah, go ahead, brother. Spotlight for the night, brother. Okay. Just because I love playing these names, Sierra Eubanks versus Betch Correa. Uh, yeah. A lot of people pick on Betch Correa. She wants a title challenger. And the girl, you see that gets knocked out or she knocks somebody out. I mean, she goes to fight. Uh, I think uh, at this point of her career, you know, we have seen the, the ceiling for Betch Correa. And Sierra, Sierra, Sierra Eubanks, man, it's hard to say. Uh, she, she, she got more, uh, she got more up, you know, like uh, there's more up. I can't even find the word. Whatever. There's more future for Sierra Eubanks than Best Korea. I want to pick Sierra Eubanks. And like I said, Best Korea either knocks you out or she gets knocked out. So she's going to get TKO on the second round by Sierra Eubanks. And uh, people are going to pick on Best Korea again. But no, she gives the girl some credit. She does, she does give us entertaining fights. Sierra Eubanks, second round TKO. No, I think this is a perfect fight for Coheria, right? I mean, uh, for, uh, sorry, for Eubanks. Thank you, DJ Tony. I think this is a perfect fight for Eubanks because she has, uh, you know, in the past not made weight. Hopefully she can make weight in this one. And like you said, Marco, Betch is, is a serious contender for her. I think this is a, a, a good litmus test for Eubanks. Uh, good good uh, spotlight fight of the night, brother. Um, Tam, let's go ahead and throw to you. Um, what's your spotlight fight tonight? Uh, Brandon Moreno versus Askar Askarov. So we are looking at the return of the, yep. not baby assassin, but the assassin baby. Because he's not, like Marco said, he doesn't Batch. assassinate babies. <laughs> but um, do you remember, he was, I mean, my, my internet just went out, so I can't pull up anything. But he was he is fifteen and five versus uh, Oscar Akarov uh, ten and zero. Uh, the, I, I'm assuming that this is his debut because there is no UFC fight on there for him. Um, yeah. Moreno has two KOs, ten subs, and three decisions wins for, and five decision losses. Uh, Askar has three KOs, seven subs. So. I think this is going to be a big uh, grappling, a lot of uh, groundwork, if you will. But I am picking Brandon Moreno, second-round submission, with a chance to get back in Dana's good graces. Yeah. Oh, but he's going against an OB. Are you sure? I yeah, I know, my, right? 
Yeah, I know, but I have to. Um, you. We're in it. We're in it. Estamos en las in you know in La País in Mexico. We are looking at um, um, altitude. I don't know if the OB is used to that kind of altitude. Um, and, and I think they kind of set this fight up for Brandon Moreno to kind of like his return. Okay. Yeah, his return. He's going to be throwing some golpeazos, some chingazos, some patadas. Moreno, bye. Oh, second round sub. Okay, so my uh, spotlight for the night, guys, since we are swiftly running out of time, I, we're not going to have time to do uh, news and notes at this particular point. Um, I'm going to take uh, the bantamweight fight between Sergio Pettis and Tyson Nam. I'm taking Tyson Nam because I don't think that uh, Sergio Pettis came ooh. in time for this particular fight. I'm taking Nam. I'm going to take him by second round uh, TKO. Pettis, I both prediction. I I mean, seriously though, Tyson Nam, he's been around for a while. I mean, yeah. the, uh, I digress. Uh, Marco, uh, let's throw to a little bit of MMA rewind. Amp Radio before we rewind. do the rewind, before the rewind, who won last week? No, let's throw to Amp Radio rewind, and then I'll get into who won last week. Okay. Oh, three, Thank you, Marco. Uh, I I love that you brought up who won last week. Of course, let me review. Uh, Everybody picked Gaethje in the main event. Um, Everybody picked Gaethje by TKO, except for myself, who picked KO. Um, But I gave everybody points. Okay. So, Marco, you picked Gaethje. By TKO in the fourth. Pam, you picked Gaethje by TKO in the first. You got that one right because TKO and KO are the same. But you also got the round correctly. Three points there. DJ Tony, you picked Gaethje by TKO, but you picked him in the second. Proteus, you picked Gaethje by KO in the first. Ding, ding, ding. So three points there as well. So Pam and I... Yeah, Pam and and Proteus, because we do TKO and KO in the same genre, hi. Uh, And everybody else picked Krylov, so guess what? Right! Man, Teixeira messed us up. Yeah, Teixeira definitely picked, uh, messed us up, so we're going to talk about it, guys. Uh, Teixeira shocking the world, apparently, on AMP Radio, but let's go ahead and get into this, Marco. Uh, Justin Gaethje kind of doing what we thought he was going to do. Uh, a lot of the talk coming out, Marco, is that, you know, as we've been saying on the show, uh, maybe your boy, Cowboy, is just there for the, the paycheck. I mean, he likes the fighting, but I don't know if he can get it done. Marco, what were your thoughts on the main event of uh, UFC Fight Night 158, brother? I'm not going to shit on Cowboy because uh... – he always comes to freaking swing. I mean, but you're going to get Justin Gage. I mean, everybody says he was so measured and composed and, and patient. He still hit Cobb with 41 significant strikes on the first round, dude. 41. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cobb with 17. Um, I think it's about what Cobb will average on the first round anyway. 17 to 20 significant strikes on the first round. He needs a war run. And, and we talk, That's we a good round for him, yeah. It's a good round for him. I see he hit 
gave you some, some good shots, man. But Gage got that freaking nuclear bomb with a right hand. And uh, once he connected, it was over. I was, it was cool to see that he didn't want to punish uh, Cabo more because, you know, they are homeboys. Uh, they, they, yeah. I'm not going to give the referee that much of a hard time. He just wanted to make sure that there was not going to be any argument about the, the, decision, the, the, the stoppage. So Gage, he had a couple more on the stop, but he did. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to problem with the stoppage. I don't think it was too late. I don't think it was early. I think it was just right. But that's just my opinion. Gagey, he has to either fight the Irishman that is retired or wait for the winner of Tony versus Khabib. So there is nobody else in front of him. Don't take anybody behind you because they don't count. And Cowboy, Cowboy, let's, let's, him, have, let's him have some fun fights, man. Uh, at 170 or 155, I mean, Cowboy versus the winner of the BMS title, title uh, either Nate Diaz or Rematch or freaking Jorge Masvidal, take my money. You know, Donald Cerrone doesn't need to be a champion to be a popular fighter. And when he shows up, you know he's given us another fight. Grateful Gagey, he has become a star on everybody's, all the hardcore's eyes. The, the mainstream is to start knowing who Gage is. And uh, what can I say, man? The guy's impressive. Three knockouts in the first round in his last three fights. Uh, yeah, there is no arguing that Gage is not a contender anymore. I, I think that what you're saying, Marco, I mean. Everybody getting a doctor. Yeah, everybody's getting abducted tonight. I think that, you I know, know you were, what you're saying. What you're saying is that, you know, Gagey is, is definitely a very, very talented uh, individual. And, of course, Pammy, he, he, I think we've talked about this on this show, that Gagey, we weren't too, too uh, on his, uh, his hype train at the beginning when he was moving over from the uh, now PFL, but uh, uh, World Series of Fighting, of course, was where he was fighting. Uh, and I think he's kind of adjusted his game. But, again, Pam, I'm not going to uh, to dilute your comments, so why don't you go ahead and, and tell us what you thought about the main event, brother? Well, I, I liked um, I liked um, Cowboy's uh, Omni Huckleberry outfit. He looked pretty good. Right. Um, and somebody said, "Why is he dressed like the Tapatio man?" Tapatio is a salsa. But anyway, you know, yeah. <laughs> I was impressed. By, by Justin, um, I mean, how can you not like Cowboy? You know, I like Cowboy. Cowboy's cool. He's, he's um, he, he is and will always be a fan favorite. But y'all remember back in the day when I kept telling y'all, you guys need to check this guy out. Oh my God, he's amazing! Blah 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 blah. And that was my Justin. But I am just so pleased for him. I'm so happy for him. Um, I hope that um, he gets the winner of. Tony Ferguson or you know Habib, Buck yeah. Connor, yeah, whatever, whatever happens. I mean, there's no. This is what I mean. Like the 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 waters are so muddy. Like why even pay attention to the UFC now? No one knows what's going to happen next. DJ Tony, I digress. Um, what did you have going on here in the main event, and what did you think about it, brother? Who the I've fuck is all that guy? Of you, brother. Everyone's brother, including, of course, our sister, Pam. Here's the thing, you guys. I don't think anyone, to be fair, right, to be fair to Pam and everybody, I think we all knew who Justin Gagey was. But the problem is he's fighting at least the last two fights, right? He's fighting 
a di- he's a totally different fighter, Top guys, notch. in terms of just mm-hmm. not taking the same amount of damage. Now, if you see that Donald Cerrone fight, he will go back into it, and he got popped a couple of times, at least once. Um, so sometimes he does go back. I think it, it's ingrained in him that he will fight a certain way, but I think he's too smart for that. At least I hope he's smarter than that. Listen, now, yeah. a, a fight be- between him and, and Connor would be great. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Sure, that would be an excellent fight. Maybe, right? But I listen. I I, I think I think Cerrone is clearly there for the money. Everyone loves Cowboy. I don't think anyone dislikes Cowboy. I don't think anyone dislikes Gagey. But listen, Gagey is younger. He's um, you know he's at a different level right now in terms of he's going up. Cerrone's going down. I think we saw what we thought we were going to see. And I think it played off perfectly without a night poke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I thought no, I that thought... everybody got to do their stuff in this particular fight. When, just quickly, when I saw, Pammy, when I saw uh, Cowboy in the Huckleberry outfit, uh, we all know, if you don't know what we're talking about, please uh, <laughs> go back and watch some kind of uh, cinema you know what we're talking about Tombstone, yeah. Um, again, I think I I, I think was say when I saw that, <laughs> you were gonna what did he say? Definitely, it was definitely oh, not God. the Untouchables. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. Sorry, okay. I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> you need to bury uh, okay. your head on the sand right now, Tony. Bury your head yeah. on the sand and yeah. don't show up for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, this show is going to need a, this show is going to need a bunch of editing. Um, well, no, I love I, this train wreck. I love it when we those are the best shows we got when it's a total train wreck. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. Sure. I can go to the back. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, look, I think that we saw what Donald Cerrone can do for the UFC. I think that he can stay in the this role of. Um, commentator or um, you know backstage interviewer in his you know Texas outfits or his cowboy outfits I think that's what perfect for Donald Cerrone let him you know run his mouth of course if we're going to be on ESPN we're going to have to bleep 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 because Donald Cerrone likes to swear a little bit apparently so does Justin Gaethje Shout out to the amped versions of the post-fight interviews and also the post-fight in-cage interviews, uh, also amped. DJ Tony, you're the man. Um, Listen, Donald Cerrone kind of showing his age here, I think, guys. I think that, you know, we... Yeah, we need to let Donald Cerrone kind of... uh, Go off into the sunset, guys. Uh, it, no, no, no word of a lie. I think that uh, he's going to be tough. He's he wants to get to, he wants to get to fifty fights, guys. But I don't know that he's going to be able to. I think we need to Chuck Liddell him and kind of save him him from himself because I don't want Darn. the Donald Cerrone not be able to do what uh, DC is doing right now and and take advantage of being a really good talker and a really good talker about fights. Donald Cerrone, you, you, I mean, you showed up, you, you did your Donald Cerrone thing, but, you know, 
Justin Gaethje, I think, is improving DJ Tony. And I, I, and I, I, I did in the past. I was worried about Justin Gaethje in the UFC. Two fights ago, I was worried about Justin Gaethje in the UFC. He seems, with Trevor Whitman, to uh, be changing his game and being a little bit Good call. more thoughtful about what he's doing. Let's move on to the co-main event real quickly, because as Pam mentioned, Glover DeShera put a fucking spike into every single right? body, everybody's wheel on this one. Uh, we, we all thought that Nikita Krylov was going to be able to get this one done, but of course, it goes the distance, uh, three rounds, and, and Glover DeShera, I mean, for, for most people's opinion, Marco, uh, looks like he, he put it on Krylov. So what are your thoughts, brother? Quickly. It, it was a split decision. And, uh, I know, I know, gone, I know. It, it could have gone either way. It could have gone either way. I saw Glover won. But it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. So, that's what, I don't want to talk about Wait a second. You, thought, wanna, you, did, you, did, you did think that Glover won? Yeah? Yes, I saw that Glover, Glover won. But I don't want to talk about this fight because the most important fight this night was Boondog versus Pereira. Pereira taking some ah. minutes to get to the cage, <laughs> then dancing around. Then break dancing when they're announcing him. Uh, three minutes of freaking jumping like a freaking like a spider monkey all over the cage, and then to blow his load. And this kid Boondock, I don't remember his name, I remember his kid nickname. Wins Chris Connolly. Thank you. In in outstanding fashion, getting the standing ovation, winning the fight of the night double bonus, $100,000 on his pocket on his debut, plus 20% of Pereira's freaking purse, plus his win and show and win. But, dude, what a great freaking, uh, what a minute to freaking debut on the USC. On your hometown, yeah. in front of your people, a standing ovation, fight of the night, and uh, actually showing off Pereira. I like Pereira. I think the, the, the acrobatics are cool. But it's a, a time and a place for them. And if you're going to freaking yeah. waste all your energy just getting to the cage, never mind the fact that he missed weight by one pound. Uh, you were doing like he said he had split. to lose 40 pounds for this fight, Marco. That's yeah. what I heard. Okay. Yeah, 30, 38 pounds. pounds. 38 pounds. But give me Fuck one second. That. If you get the energy to do backflips and keep-ups on the freaking ceremonial weigh-ins, you got the, the thing you, you should have used that little, little energy to lose that one extra pound. And, and I'm not saying that, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that 38 pounds is not anything. Like the guy used to fight at 185 for crying aloud. But don't waste all the energy before the fight because you got, he got, he got his poach shown out. Because but he did win the dance off. Boondog is a 155er, he didn't cut anyway. He had to cut no way, right. and he showed him off. Right. Good job for Boondog, man. So happy and for the guy. And he accepted it. He accepted on the week's notice. Yeah, five day notice. Five days. What a, what a freaking scene that I stand story. corrected. So, so happy for the dude. And Pereira, if you want to stay on the UFC, cut up on the antics and a, a little little less clowning and a little more fighting. Move well, up and wake. I was kind wake, of laughing. Hashtag, move oh. up and wake. I was kind of a little bit laughing at the end where he was actually thinking that he won the fight. Either that or he was pretending he did that or he, or he was okay. pretending. But I was like, you did not really think that you won that fight. Really. 
All right. So one thing I had to say, it reminded me of the uh, Axe body spray commercial where the guy is doing a bunch of flips and shit and the guy just punches him in the face. Anyway, moving to the Cobain event. I thought it was going to end that way, but it didn't. But anyways, moving to the Cobain event. Do you want to talk about the Cobain event, uh, DJ Tony, or do you want to talk about Pihara as well? You know what? Can I just say my little thing on on the demolition sure man, uh, Michael Pereira, Pereira, sorry, uh, when it's in the middle of the piece, it's different. I don't know. Well, I don't know why we can't just do European Portuguese. Why we have to do Brazilian Portuguese? Because that's a lot tougher for me. But they're special. Here's, that's here, why. The exact, absolutely. Here's the thing, Proteus. He is six one once, and he and he has to cut thirty eight pounds. Like you were saying, just move up in weight and stop doing all those exactly. antics. We already know he's he's athletic, but, man, if he's going to be doing this, you know how, how the NFL stands for not for long? That's what the, the <laughs> UFC is going to stand for because if he's going to keep doing this, it's, it's, it's going to bomb. Uh, you know what? Well, the thing is, if you're going to do it, at least win. You hang know? on, hang on, hang on. Marco first, then Pam. One quick thing. I am not a Pereira because she took all the backflip orders that the USC allowed. We didn't get to see Justin Gay do his backflip of the case when he won. Pereira took all the freaking backflips. <laughs> Tammy, I know you got your word in, but do you want to go ahead and put something in? Oh, no, I'm just saying to share a book this up. I, mean, I, have, I, I think yeah. I even messaged Tony. I'm like, Anyways. he fucked this up. So, but um, good for him. Congratulations. You know, yeah. Yeah, good for him. Right on. But um, I kind of like the, the crazy. I was hoping something crazy would come out of the craziness, and I was kind of disappointed when he gassed out. I'm like, man, all that. You know, it's it's like, it's like, like you know, when you're expecting, like, great sex with somebody, and it's, like, not even two seconds. It's like, what? That's the same thing. <laughs> Alternative facts. Dynamite. Exactly. Um, I'm right? actually going to talk about the Glover Teixeira fight for a second. I, cause, I, mean, that... <laughs> I said I thought you were actually going to talk about that. You oh, were wrong. No, I, I heard what you said. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Well, I mean, good good on Glover Teixeira. And, of course, him and DC uh, shared a moment because they're both old guys that I keep winning. Uh, thanks very much. And I just wanted to mention real quickly that uh, the fighters' uh, benefits or the fighters' rights are coming up again uh, in the state of California. I had planned to talk to DJ Tony about this, but we are out of time. We'll try and do that on the next show. Uh, maybe a little bit more will unfold. Um, so let's go ahead and get out of here. I'm going to give everybody, uh, the, because we haven't done this in like three weeks, um, uh, Pammy, let's start with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got a Twitter follow of the week or if you've got a guilty pleasure, give it to us because we need to get out of here and give it to us fast. You know what? Uh, My like Twitter follow said, of the week Nate Diaz because the pre-sale ticket went on sale today. Nate Diaz, 209. Holler right. at your boy. Uh, oh, holler at everybody, yeah. Uh, uh, DJ Tony, uh, if you've got a guilty pleasure, you got a song of the week, what you got, brother? You know what? I'm actually just going to make a, a Twitter follow. Even if you want to talk about the it. California thing real quick, brother. If you want to talk about the California thing real quick, and that's cool. Well, I'll just say this. I'll make it quick on this. And Proteus and I, maybe we'll do a show on this uh, separate. But yeah. if you look at all the stuff of what makes, 
What, what makes a contractor right is they make their own hours. Ding, UFC has that. They don't have to wear a uniform. Uh, okay. They don't. They, they, uh, they are not subject to specific uh, pay uh, where that happens. Okay. I mean, everything that you want to look at makes a fighter basically an employee, so that'll be interesting. But maybe we'll get yeah. a chance to chat about that later. But has, follow Alexa Grosso at Alexa Grosso, at Alexa underscore Grosso on the IG. She uh, does have all the potential to be a future star. All right. Um, I'm going to give you guys a, a Proteus's shower pick. I'm going to, again, um, point at Nut of Leviscaris. Uh I mean, the whole album from 2017 is really good. Uh, Earn is the name of the album. Listen to it. If you don't want to listen to it, go fuck yourselves. All right, Marco, go ahead. What do you got, brother? Ow. So, <laughs> what? I got two quick guilty pleasures. The Box of Oddities yeah, uh, uh, podcast with uh, Kat and Jethro Gilligan Todd. Really cool show. They tell stories, uh, each other stories that are weird, weird tales that are mostly real. They're all uh, fact-checked, like newspaper, historical records or whatever. So check that out. It's just a guilty pleasure. Entertaining comes twice a, twice a week. Also, Cody Lee, flat autistic kick on America Got Talent. He got so many millions of views on YouTube. Check him out. The finals are today. We get the results. If this kid doesn't win, there is something wrong with the world because he got, got more talent in stinky finger than anybody else on that talent show. Uh, follow Tony DJ Tony. Follow me at Maldo Marco. Follow Pana Pandora Box. Follow producer at Produce. Follow the show at another MMA cast. We're on review at Snackleheads. We're on uh, iTunes, uh, Google Play, uh, Blog Talk Radio. Give um, us a good rating, you know, a nice comment. Buy some Mexico this weekend. It's uh, on ESPN Plus and TSN up in Canada. Uh, if you don't want to watch it the same day, uh, the same day you can watch it the next day because it's on ESPN Plus. It's streaming the whole thing. We're gonna leave you guys. Thank you guys next week. Enjoy the fun. Also on Spotify nowadays. We'll see you next week uh, for Hamonson versus Cannoneer, which is next week. Yes, Just like that, Tammy. Ya nos vamos. Adios. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs>